learning Da'af, Chesam, and Beis, and we're picking up at the bottom of Chesam and Aleph. Last line. Amr Avun Bar Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Ami, Lo'ilam Yashli Madim Parashir Yisif Yimatzibur, Shnayim Rikav Yachad Targum. A person always has to complete the Parashir Yisif together with the Tzibur, twice reading the Mikra, the Psukim themselves, and once reading the Targum. Yafilu Atara Yisvedivayin, even Atara Yisvedivayin. Rashi says Atara Yisvedivayin are the names of places that don't have a Targum. In other words, in those situations, it's not enough to read Shnayim Mikra. You still have to read the Targum, even though it's essentially the same thing. Because when when somebody is mashlim the parashia is together with the tzibur marichin layama ushnaisav, so minashemayim will give him arichos yamim v'shayim. Avayvay barabaye saver leashlumin the parashiat the kula shata b'malayum the kipuri. Avayvay barabaye he figured he'll be mashlim the parashias for the whole year on erev yom kippur. In other words, he'll wait until erev yom kippur and he'll just sit for hours on end going through the entire Chumash. But then Chiyah Barav Midifti taught him a b'raisa that says, Ksiv, it says in the Pasuk, You're meant to afflict yourselves on the ninth of the month of Tishrei in the evening. That's Erev Yom Kippur. Now the question is, did we fast on the ninth of Tishrei? We only fast on the tenth of Tishrei. So what's the Pasuk talking about the ninth? The Pasuk is telling you, anyone who eats and drinks on the ninth of Tishrei, it's considered as though he fasted on the ninth and the tenth. In other words, there's a mitzvah to eat on the ninth of Tishrei, and there's a mitzvah to fast on the tenth. You'd think that there's a bigger mitzvah to fast because it's more difficult than to eat. And the Pasuk is telling you, no, it's as though you fasted on the ninth and the tenth. Since you have to be occupied eating on the ninth of Tishrei, you're not going to be able to be Maver, etc. So then then he figured he'll do it earlier. At the beginning of the year, one day he'll sit down and he'll go through the entire Chumash. So Usaba usually literally means an old man, usually it's referring to the Yawanavi. So he told them, Tanina, it says in another verse, just don't do it. Before the tzibur, don't do it after the tzibur. Do it together with the tzibur. In other words, each week you should do it together with the tzibur. Like Yeshua ben Levi told his sons, "Ashlimu together with the tzibur." Yeshua ben Levi also told them, "Hizaru Be careful to cut the vridim. The vridim are literally the veins, certain arteries that run through the neck. In other words, when you do the shechita, it's not enough to cut the simanim. You have to also cut these veins. And what's the idea? The idea is that the blood should drain. Rashi says it specifically in an oaf, which is usually roasted completely whole. And this is Rabbi Yehuda. It's not Rabbi Yehuda. It's not enough to cut the simanim. You also have to cut the vridim. And also be careful with the honor of Ezekiel Shashachach Tamuda, who forgot his learning, because of some kind of an illness, because he became old, he became ill, and he forgot his learning, you still have to give him respect. Because we say the Luchais, Vishivrei Luchais, Munachis Barin, the Luchais, the second Luchais, as well as the broken pieces of the first Luchais, are both put in the iron. In other words, even though the first Luchais were broken, they still maintain their Kedusha. So the Zakin Shashachach Tamuda, Machmas Einzai, he still maintains his Kedusha, and you have to give him covet as well.
And we saw what Rabbi Shua ben Levi told his children to the Gemara brings what Rava told his children. Rava said to his children, When you cut meat, don't cut over your hands. In other words, you might cut through the meat and actually hit your hand. It could be army mishum sakana. Some say the concern was asakana. You might severely hurt yourself. It could be army. Others say mishum kilkosudi might ruin the meal. Even if you only make a slight cut in your hand, but if there's blood and it'll get absorbed in the food, so you ruin the food. And don't sit on the bed of an aramis of a non-Jewish woman. We'll see soon what that means exactly. And don't walk behind the shul. Usually the doors to the shul were in the back. Don't walk past the doors of the shul. When the tzibur is davening, and when you walk by and you don't go inside, it looks like you're not interested in davening. Now, we said, Don't sit on the bed of a non-Jewish woman. What does this mean exactly? The Gemara brings three pshatim. Don't go to sleep without reciting. Don't go to sleep like a guy. It means don't marry a Gyaris. Don't marry a woman who was once a Aramis. Aramis Mamish. Some say it means an Aramis Mamish, a non-Jewish woman, don't sit on her bed. And what's the reason? Why Because of the Maisa, what happened once with their Papa? Their Papa Aramis. Her Papa once went to a non-Jewish woman for some reason. She took out a bed. She said to him, here, sit, please. He said, I'm not going to sit until you lift up the bed. I want to see what's underneath it. She raised up the bed. And he found there a baby that was dead. Apparently, she was planning on staging some situation that would look like if Papa sat on and crushed her child. Because of this, the Chachamim said, You're not allowed to sit on the bed of a non-Jewish woman. Now we said, Don't walk behind the door, past the door of the shul when the tzibur is davening. This is a riot of Yeshua ben Levi. You're not allowed to do this. Now, Amr Abai, Abai qualifies this. And we don't say this all the time. Only when there's no other door to the shul. Right, if there's no other door to the shul and you walk past this door, so it looks like you're not going inside of a lika But if there's another door, last time, but then it's not a problem because people will figure you're not going in this door, you're going in the other door. Also, we only say that this is a problem when there's no other base of kinesis. But if there's another base of kinesis in town, also last time, also not a problem because people will figure you're going into the other shul. We also don't say this. Unless you're not carrying something on your back, if you're carrying a load, a heavy load on your back, then people are going to figure you're not able to come into the shul, you're carrying something somewhere. Well, you're right, and also when you're not running, if you're running, it's clear you're getting somewhere fast, and you can't spend the spirit of time to come into the shul. Well, and also when you're not wearing tefillin, because if you're wearing tefillin, then people see, if you care enough about the tefillin, you certainly care enough about shul, it must be, you can't come inside. Have a look at but if you have any one of these conditions are met, then less than then, there's no problem. And you can walk past, and you don't have to worry. Tanya, Amr, Rabbi Kiva, where was the bride? Rabbi Kiva said, "Bishleisha Dvarim Ayav Anies Hamadim." In three areas, in other words, for three reasons, I like the Madim. The Madites, Kishachaytchim is the bride. First of all, when they cut meat, Ein Chaytchim Ela Agav Yashochan, they're careful not to cut over their hands, only over the table. Kishanayishkim when they kiss, Ein Aishkim Ela Agav Yashochan, they only kiss on the back of somebody's hand. Rashi says, when you kiss on the back of the hand, you avoid the issues of 
of germs, you don't get any saliva in the palm of the hand, which might get translated into the food, and when they give advice, when they seek advice, in other words, when they talk privately, and they only do that in the sun, in the field, far away from people and far away from any ears. What's the Pasuk? Where do we learn this idea from? It says, It says, Yaakov sent a messenger, and he called Yisam and Rachel and Leah out to the field where the tzon was to uh, discuss their plans to escape from Lavan. So Yaakov understood that this has to be done in the Sadeh. Because of three things, I like the Parsiyim. First of all, they're Tznuyim in their eating. Seems like it means they eat in a dignified way. They're Tznuyim modest and dignified in the bathroom, when it comes to Tash Shemesh says, I commanded my Mikudashai. Literally means my, uh, you know, my holy ones, but it also means my designated ones. It's referring to the Persians, they're set aside, they're designated for Gyanim. Now we're back to the Mishnah. That the Zman of Kriyashma is Adshiyala Mirashachar. I'm reviewed on Shmuel, Halachach Rabbi Gamliel, Halachach Rabbi Gamliel, that he can actually read Kriyashma Adshiyala Mirashachar. Tanya, Rabbi Zabraisa. Rabbi Shemen Yochai says, Pa'amim Shadam Kari Kriyashma Shtei Pa'amim Valayla. Sometimes a person can read Kriyashma two times in the same night. Achas Kaidim Shiyala Mirashachar. Once before Amud Shachar, Vachas Lachar Shayal Amud Shachar, and once after Amud Shachar, Vietzbe and Obiotzi with those two Kriyas, Chovaso, Obiotzi his Chova, Achas Shayom Vachas Shalayla. One, in other words, with the second Kriya after Amud Shachar, Obiotzi the Kriya of the Yom, Vachas Shalayla with the first Kriya, Obiotzi the Kriya Kriya Shmashel Layla. Now the Gemara one is Agul Vakasha. This price itself is self contradictory. Because Amrit, you began by saying Pa'amim Shadam Kari Kriyashima Shtei Pa'amim Balayla that it could be that a person will read Kriyashima twice during the night. Almost you see from that part of the Bryce of the Lachar Shialam and Ashachar Lelu that after Amud Ashachar comes it's still Layla. He's reading Kriyashima twice during the night, once before Amud Ashachar, once after, but it's still considered Layla then. About a time, then the Bryce says that he's Yotzei Ben Yidei Chovaso, he's Yotzei Tzchiyuv Achar Shem Yachar Shalayla once. With the second Kriya, he's yotzed the Kriya of Shalyom. And with the first Kriya, he's yotzed the Kriya of Shalayla. So you see, if he's going to be yotzed the Kriya of Yomam, of the day, that it's the day. How could you say, in the beginning of the Bryce, that it's Layla, he's reading Kriya Shema twice during the night, and then say that he's yotzed the Kriya Shema Shalyom, that's considered Yom. So he says, No, really, it's Layla. Like the Bryce that began, he's reading Kriya Shema twice during the night, it's considered nighttime. And that which the Bible says it's called Yom, and you could be Yotzeh, your Chiyuv, of Kriya Shema HaShel Yom, it's because there are people that are getting up at that time. Meaning, when it comes to Kriya Shema, like we saw before, it doesn't say Laila and Yom, it says Bashach B'chav Kumecha. The Zaman of Kriya Shema HaShel Yom is when people are getting up. Since people are getting up after Ya'ala Mereshachar, it's considered the Zaman of Kriya Shema. Even though, it's strictly speaking, for other mitzvahs, it might still be considered Laila. Amr of Adam Barchanina, Amr Yishuv ben Levi, Halacha Kerbishim ben Yochai, the Halacha is like Kerbishim ben Yochai. Now, Ikadim asked in the Lord Ravacha Barchanina, there are some who taught what Ravacha Barchanina said 
Aha. On the following Brisa, meaning not in the Brisa we just learned, but on a different Brisa, the Tanya. says, in this Brisa, it's not Rishon Ben Yochai on his own, it's Rishon Ben Yochai in the name of Rabbi Akiva. It could be that a person will read Kriyashma twice during the day, once before sunrise and once after sunrise. With those two readings, with the second Kriya after Anitacham, and with the first Kriya before Anitacham, so again, the Gemara wonders how Gufakasha, right? This rice itself is is difficult to understand. It's contradictory. Sometimes a person can read Kriyashma twice during the day. You see from there that you're considering the time before Hanitachama to already be considered day. Then it says in the end, you can be Yaitzabe and Yerichavasa, you can be Yaitzabe, Yerichiyo, Kriyashma, Achashem, Yachashalayla, once for the day. Meaning the Kriya after Anitachama, that's the Kriya of the day. Vachashalayla, and when one for the night, the Kriyashma before Anitachama is the Kriyashma Shalayla. Amalayu, you see, it's nighttime, you're being Yaitzabe, the Kriyashma Shalayla. So let's finish up. Really, like we said in the beginning of the Brisa, you're reading it before Anitachama and it's considered Yom. Now, which the Brisa says in the end, it's Layla, and you could be Yaitzabe with that, your Kriyashma Shalayla. It's because there are still people, there are people that are still sleeping at that time. And when it comes to Kriyashma, the mitzvah is not Talian Layla, it's Talian Meshach, whilst people are still sleeping. And Amr Abiyach, Rabbi Chanina, Amr Shuab Alevi, Halach Rabbi Shimon, Shalom Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, and Rabbi Kiva, in this Brisa. Amr Rabbi Zayin, Rabbi Zayin said, But this is provided that you don't say Hashkivenu, meaning it's one thing to read Kriyashma so late in the night. But you can't say Hashkivenu, Hashkivenu is when people are going to sleep. Rashi explains that he's talking about even the first Lashan, even the first Brisa, where you're reading Kriyashma before Al-Jayel and Shachar. Taisa said he's only talking about the second Brisa, where you're reading Kriyashma before Hanitzah Since it's after Al-Jayel and Shachar, it's no longer considered the Zman, where you can say Ashkivenu.